taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 your boy, T.O., as you know. It's your boy, O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking paid podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, from related, along with any goddamn thing you want to talk about, coming to you live, direct, proof of concept, studios, Baltimore City, what in the fuck is up? Yo, it's been a, it's been a wild week. Today's been a, well, you know, so I do have to start off by saying, um, in, in regards to like some of the recent events that happened, you know, the attack in Atlanta, um, you know, the census hate crime, uh, which, you know, the medium is, ref- the media is refusing to acknowledge as uh, a hate time, a hate crime and attack on Asian women and Asian people, which, uh, you know, I, I just read an article that says like hate crimes on, uh, people in the Asian community are up like 150 cent over the past, um, you know, year due to, you know, what has happened, what's transpired with COVID-19. Um, it's absolutely insane. Uh, you know, so, uh, Definitely stand with the Asian community. Uh, stop Asian hate. Uh, I think that's very important for us to say and acknowledge. Um, you know, solidarity. Solidarity is important. So, uh, yeah. sorry, I had to open with that. I know it's kind of on a somber note, but it's hard for me to ignore. This is a different rain that we're seeing right now. I'm not used to seeing this. Rain right now. Listen, listen. I'm all about like unity and and and, that, and all that type of shit, bro. You know me. Come on, son. Okay. <laughs> used to me, but okay. Uh, um, no, man. Uh, you're 100 correct, man. Um, and I've been seeing you know issues like that. You know that that have been circulating and. You see the video every now and then on social media of, you know, uh, some Asian person getting attacked. Uh, I know Olivia Munn's been uh, in the headlines a lot uh, because she's, you know, been, been strongly uh, vocal uh, about this happening in in, yeah. uh, in, the, in the Asian community. Uh, and so obviously, like I, and, you know, <laughs> I remember getting into an argument with some uh, old friends of mine, um, some, some brothers of mine, you know, uh, where we were talking, and it, this is way before this this entire situation happened. Uh, started. To, all right, I guess this was in COVID, uh, where um, there had already been uh, some some uh, some attacks against uh, Asian people because you know once Trump got to say in uh, the Asian uh, 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 China virus, yeah, is China what he virus, dubbed it. Uh, then you know, obviously, you know his his very demented uh, followers will will go out and, and start doing some weird ass shit. Uh, but uh, I was talking to some 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 people I consider brothers, man, and the argument was like I was trying to argue. I was like, yo, like we have to show solidarity because it's like, well, we have to band together. Like divided they can conquer, but united we at least stand a chance. And their response was like, uh, but the black community has been through some shit that apparently like the Asian community doesn't, you know, talk about or, or you know, stand up for. My argument to that was like, for one, I don't know that to be true. Like, I, you know, I, I've, I've never seen some Asian person or I can't say I've never, but I, I, I don't think it's like a commonly well held thing that like the Asian community is like, no, fuck the black community, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, and so. Uh, so I had to, you know, be like, nah, like we're we're not going to do that. You know, we have to we have to band together. You know, um, but the, yeah. the weird thing about this this situation in Atlanta, uh, just from what I'm um, seeing, because I, I don't actually don't know, I just heard about it like a few hours ago. Uh, the weird thing is, is like the, the police are saying what the guy said, right? Like he says to them that, oh, it's because of my sex addiction, and that's what they're relaying to the press, right? 
now everybody's making their, you know, making the, the leap of just like, nah, nigga, you did that shit because you're a hateful bastard, you know? Um, I don't know, like, uh, as the police in that situation, what is the right thing to do in terms of should they report what he's saying or should they just be like, we're, we still are undetermined of why he did this, you know, we need to investigate further uh, until we, we, we do know why, why, why he did this. What, what, what is your perspective? So I think, um, well, I'm, I'm going to address both things that you said, because the first thing I can't ignore, right, about like, uh, you know, solidarity and when it's shown and how it's shown and so on and so on. Um, you know, you may not like this, but I don't entirely disagree with like the premise or where your friends may have been coming from, because uh, to be honest, you know, when, uh, you know, we were at the height of, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, while I did see a lot of support coming from different communities, um, there are also a lot of communities in, in a lot of situations where, like, you know, silence was very uh, prevalent, you know, like. But, but I guess that's, that's, the, that's the part of it that I found confusing is, you, but like we say that almost in like in a vacuum, right? Because to say that you would actually have to go out and actually like, proof that there was no solidarity right just because i didn't personally see you know uh uh well yeah and that's what i'm talking about right like asian corporation or organization doesn't mean that that didn't happen and so i think i personally think it's strange if you don't you're if somebody gets hurt or somebody's like beaten up or something like that your first thing is like oh well i don't see any solidarity from you know from the asian community when it comes to black and it's like well how do you know that like what is it are you have like yeah. a fucking you know are you on their twitter you know knowing where all the places to check for you know asian solidarity in you know in times of peril yeah so and this is an attack right this is really just like you know i see what i see and i don't see what i don't see right so if in uh in situations right where I, like, let's say, uh, you know, remember what, like the bombing in Paris happened, right? Pray for Paris, right? But then like, you know, other events happen that are more specific to like the, you know, the black community. A lot of times I don't see that same support but I, coming I, from, and, and, and again, I, this isn't- disrupt you, but what I'm saying is, is like, but when you say pray for Paris, like, do you, did you see that from like the Asian community or is that a general, like just like a general? I saw that from everybody, right? But there's, there's not like, uh, you know, pray for, uh, you know, the, some of the things that were happening in like, uh, what was it, Nigeria or uh, Niger? Um, at the, it's, uh, it was like some like genocide and some, uh, some bombings and attacks that were happening there. Um, well, a lot of like internal uh, genocide and wars throughout the country, right? But it's like a lot of that stuff didn't get the same type of coverage. And, you know, th I may be wrong about this, right? But it seems like whenever there's like certain issues that affect like the black community, the support isn't, um, doesn't flood in. Uh, but, you know, in cases like these, you know, my, my standpoint is like, you know, I, I choose to rise above it. And I'll, you know, I'm all for like, you know, ending like hate crimes against any person of any color, race, religion, culture, sexual orientation, whatever. Uh, so I choose to rise above it. Um, I just wish the solidarity that we speak about was, you know, the reason we continue to ask for it is because it's, it's unfortunately not always there. Uh, yeah. But to the second thing, right? Uh, the second thing about like what the police are saying, I do think, um, so there's one officer right now, he's uh, under fire for how he's, how he's uh, went about painting the picture to the press. Um, he said, like, he, I think his comment was to the effect of, like, oh, this guy just had a bad day. 
right? Oh, that, Whereas that's, that? I didn't hear that. Yeah, like he literally said in in the press conference, like, uh, oh, and, and what? I, <laughs> Somebody shoots eight people. You're like, man, you just had a rough day. What? No, nah, that yeah, can, cannot right? be true. Hold on, let me let me look at this shit. Yeah, you know, look that's it up. Crazy. Um, so. So, so the officer said in the Prince conference, like, oh, you know, this is just a bad day, right? Um, when the, you remember the Dylan Roof situation, right? Where is the, that young, uh, the kid Dylan Roof who shot up the black church, the historically black church. I think it was in like Charleston. Uh, I, I don't know if it was Virginia. I forget where exactly it was. But when the police officers caught him, you know, obviously, of course, he wasn't harmed. You know, he was apprehended you know, alive and well. And then when they uh, took him to jail um, or on the way to uh, to book him, right, for, for his crimes after they captured him, what did they do? They stopped at Burger King to get him yeah. something to eat because he was hungry, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the kid in, uh, uh, Kenosh- uh, what is that place called him? Kenosha? Uh, yeah. Um... During the, like, the Black Lives Matter uh, protest. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. Uh Fuck. I think it starts. Oh, fuck his fuck his name. Uh, That that white kid who went and bought an AR-15 and took the gun. I think he drove like eight hours or some shit like that uh, to go and as you know, he so-called, you know, protect who you know protect the town with an assault rifle, which is that just makes no sense. Uh, You know, when he was apprehended alive and well, and he was treated uh, very well, right? Uh, So I do think that. In situations like these, the police officers, especially when it's like a white person who commits these crimes and it's white officers who arrested the person and who are leading these press conferences, they tend to take a more like understanding and uh, uh, approach to like how they uh, um, not necessarily like frame this person, but how they speak about this person. Right. Yeah. When it's a young white kid, it's like, oh, you know, he's, uh, you know, confused young man, uh, you know, seems yeah, like a good a, kid. He's got a future ahead of him. Let's not ruin that. It's like, what? Yeah. When <laughs> he it, just when murdered it, like eight people. What the fuck do you mean he has a bright future? Yeah. Like, oh, he was hungry. We got him Burger King. Seemed yeah. like a nice kid. Right. Yeah. When it's a when it's a, a black kid of the same age. Right. It's Thrown like under uh, the jail. You know, yeah, thug. it's like the, the the suspect, you know, yeah. the uh, the the perp. The they always um, treat him like he's like an adult, you know, or he or she's yeah. Like an, and, and they don't speak about him as if like he is, uh, you know, th- there may be some innocence there. They speak yeah. about him like this person is one hundred percent guilty. Yeah. So I do think it's the officer's responsibility to like, you know, sure say what he said, but also let's not like let him off the hook no. too early. No, yeah, uh, because I didn't read, I didn't read these comments. And maybe this is what everybody's re- reacting to. But from like a little bit of the press conference that I was hearing, it sounded like they were like, oh, he said this. Like he said, this is what he why he did what he did. Um, and I was like, eh, well, like if he's saying that, like and you're relaying that, then it's like, well, what can you do? You can't say he you can't say something that he didn't say, you know. But these comments that you just woke me up to um, were this is inexcusable. The yeah. officer says, quote. He was pretty much fed up and kind of had uh, kind of at the end of his rope. And yesterday was a really bad day for him. And this is what he did. That's an utterly insane way to start a fucking press conference talking about a dude who shot eight people. That's insane. Like what? (laughs) Just Look look, look at all the passive language there, right? I mean, look at all the passive language there. You know, pretty much and kind of. He was fed up. What fed up, fed up what? right? What the fuck are you t- with? What? what? Like it's okay to be fed up with like being put on hold for you know 
15 minutes by like your, you know, service provider or like you know your your <laughs> yeah, bank or I'm something like that right xfinity and i've been on hold for three hours yeah i might be a little fed you up you can be that. fed up at I that i don't think it's like i don't think somebody should open up a press conference with what well, he was fed up if i then go and shoot the fucking people working at xfinity that's insane yeah uh, these these officers you know what last year really taught me man officers don't give a fuck dude like they don't give a fuck and it obviously shouldn't have taken until 2020 to fucking realize that but the reason why it was in 2020 that you had to realize it is because it's like there could not have been a bigger spotlight on police officers and they just don't care they're just like i don't care if the world's watching i don't care i'll i'll do the most heinous shit i'll say the most heinous shit i'll fucking tear gas people i'll shoot people it doesn't fucking i'll still do it even though i know everybody's paying attention even though i know the fucking waters are hot i don't care And, and, and and here's why right like the you know the institution of policing in america was you know ultimately designed to protect white people right like that if you can go back and as far as history if anyone disagrees with what i just said Go back in history and look at like when police were created, why they were created. Do your own research. Yeah. I have no problem with defending what I just said. Um, So, you know, ultimately we're created to protect white people. Right. So like, you know, a a lot of times what happens is when white people see these situations, you know, they're like, oh, well, George Floyd, like, well, he shouldn't have been resisting arrest. Well, he was trying he was trying to fucking breathe. He was trying not to die. He wasn't risking. It was just, he was, that was life preservation at that point. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you got to be very careful about what happens next. Right. Um, here's how like Fox news and, you know, uh, certain people are going to try and spin this. They're going to say, Oh, well, you know, if those like Asian massage parlors weren't like in, uh, you know, the business of like sex trafficking or providing like, uh, like sexual services, then he wouldn't have attacked them. Right. So they're going to try and shift blame to the victim, um, which is absolutely unexcusable. Like, you know, I don't think there's anything uh, wrong with like sex work. I don't think there's any reason why places like these or people in that line of business should be targeted. Um, This is clearly simply about, um, I mean, he may have had a sex addiction, but that's still no reason to target these specific places. Like, look, look, I don't think, you know, there should be a fucking dude walking into any place and shooting up eight people under like any circumstance. But if you had told me like there was like a fucking child pedophile ring running out of that shop. Okay. You know, one can be like, all right, like it's fucking a pedophile ring. Like, you know, maybe don't go shoot the place up. If you're just a fucking Joe blow, maybe let, you know, authorities handle that. Um, but if you're just like, I'm addicted to sex and this place fed that addiction and then you went to go shoot it up, like, and, and you know, what makes you, what makes me know that what you're saying is for real, that they will try to spin this still somehow into like, oh, like it was their fault. Uh, it's because of what happened at the, uh, the Capitol, right. That that moment taught me that, oh, they'll try to flip anything. Right. It's, uh, oh man, maybe it was Antifa. Oh man. Um, you know, they weren't all, you know, storming the Capitol. It was just some people that were storming the Capitol. Uh, uh, you know, um, well, if it weren't for these, you know, crazy liberals, you know, they wouldn't be so upset. You know, they, they, they were upset for a reason. And it's just like one fucking excuse after another, you know? Um, yeah, dude, I look, man, I, I, I don't know where we're going right now as a country. Uh, and I shudder to think where this uh, this might all, you know, end up. But, you know, I don't think we're going anywhere unless people fucking have uh, 
fuck a come to Jesus moment, just a come to fucking humanity moment where, where it's just, you have to fucking remember that these are other human beings you're talking about. So when you fucking talk about them, like, Oh, like, you know, it was, it was a sex shop. So I don't know, maybe on some degree, like, no, it's fucking human beings. Yeah. Like, it doesn't human- matter what it was. People could have been in there, you know, having sex with animals. Like, don't shoot, rescue the animals. Don't shoot the place up. You know, like what, whatever the thing is, don't walk in there with a gun, right? But then, what you got to do after that is have the gun conversation. No, and then a lot of people. We've been, we've been, we've been up and down this fucking road so many fucking times. And you know, uh, whenever it's any situation like uh, thoughts and prayers, you know, oh, but don't change any fucking gun laws. It's fine. Yeah. Don't do shit. Uh, and so it's like, it's like, cause gun, gun, listen, I, like here's what I do. Um, I somewhat respect gun people for this. They're just like, yo, I just, I like my guns. Like I know they're dangerous as fuck. I know it kills a lot of people. I know it hurts a lot of people. I know having 10 assault rifles is senseless, but I want them. So I'm going to keep them. And it's like, I appreciate your honesty, <laughs> I guess, you know, where your- else do you, where else do you get that kind of honesty? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, we got a show to do. Let's, uh, yeah. sorry to make this a somber, no, uh, no. opening, yeah, but okay. necessary. Well, what is the necessary. opening to the show? Uh, welcome to the fate podcast. Uh, we're, you know, one-stop shop for everything TV, meal, film related, uh, and any other goddamn thing you want to talk about any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. It is. Yeah. Our- goddamn uh prerogative to do so and we did you know so my favorite yeah. bobby brown song yeah <laughs> so I, my, my prerogative <laughs> you haven't heard it yeah you're, you're, you're young a silly fool you're talking about they're like bobby what bobby who? who although i guess you know that's another is that millie bobby brown like the girl from <laughs> Strange. like no no the only brown that uh what is it uh what did uh jay-z say uh uh only uh christopher we acknowledge as well as uh, they're like uh yeah you know millie is the only brown we acknowledge um uh but uh but yeah nonetheless uh we we, we persist um so look, let, let's let's skip our usual this week, last week, or this week, next week, rather uh, segment. Let's just jump right into the uh, the the goods today. We want to talk about uh, uh, a movie that we, we we came across. That movie would be Cherry, uh, starring a one Tom Holland, uh, and uh, it's directed, of course, by the Russo brothers. I believe written by them as well. I could easily look this up on. Uh, yeah, something written and directed by is it Anthony and Joe Russo? Yeah, Anthony and Joe Russo. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we're just going to chop it up about the movie. Uh, I can give you a, do you have the synopsis right there in front of you? Um, I will have it in about three seconds. I got it. No need. You got it. So, uh, Cherry, uh, talks about, um, talks about, it's not an article. (laughs) It's a film. <laughs> Cherry uh, uh, is about a, is a, a drifts uh, from uh, college dropout to army medic in uh, Iraq, uh, anchored by his uh, true love. Um, this is a really stupid synopsis. I don't know why this is on. Yeah, no, you're uh, just reading it weird. Listen, Cherry yeah. drifts from college dropout to an army medic in Iraq, anchored by his. Uh, he drifts no, from no, let's being a cop. That sentence. Cherry drifts from college. What is his name? Isn't Cherry in the movie? I don't understand. What? Why is it? Why is that the thing that we're indicating in that sentence? His name. His name is Cherry. In the movie. Yeah, his name no, is Cherry. Is it really? Tom Tom Holland plays entire movie. No, he calls him <laughs> Cherry 
He said, did you get your cherry pop? That's the only reference to cherry I heard that entire movie. I mean, I think she, his girlfriend, Emily, called him Cherry like once or twice, but like his name wasn't a big part of the movie. But anyway, he plays the character Cherry. So yes, oh, oh, Cherry okay. drifts from college oh, dropout. That makes that entire <laughs> sentence make much more sense now. Okay, fair enough. Yes. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I'll take it from here. You, <laughs> since you <laughs> fucked this up. Uh, so Cherry drifts from college dropout to army medic in Iraq, anchored by his true love, Emily. But after returning from war with PTSD, his life spirals into drugs and crime as he struggles to find his place in the world. Yeah. Short and sweet. Uh, that's a pretty good synopsis of this film, actually. Um, so I'm going to let you go first because I think I may have some more directional thoughts. Directional thoughts. I don't, I don't know what that means, but I'll, I'll jump into Me neither. It just felt right <laughs> at the moment. Um, look, man, uh, watching this movie, man, uh, the cinematography was uh, was gorgeous, man. Uh, that's one thing that I, that stood out for me from this movie is that it just looked really pretty, uh, for for lack of a better term. Um, the story for me was interesting in that it reminded me clearly like of shit like Jarhead and shit like that. Um, you know, with uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal, any any really movie about war and, and a young dude going out the war was going to drift back to some of those early like two thousand um, type movies. Bless you. Um, Thank you. Uh, and mostly, obviously, it's because of the post nine uh, eleven world that we live in that we we've got an abundance of those films uh, to select from. Uh, but. I would say that this movie, uh, it was kind of aimless, if I'm to be perfectly honest with you. You know, uh, Drift is the most appropriate way, I think, to 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 use in the description for this movie, because it's I don't if you ask me ultimately, like, what was the point of the movie? I I don't I I, I could pull out. Perhaps it was um that you have to like face your demons. You know, you, you've got to deal with the shit that's building up inside because if you don't ever deal with that, then it's going to manifest in really just harsh ways. And, but that is, you know, um, from these type of like, you know, um, war movies that, you know, young kid goes off to war, comes back, is all fucked up because of it. Yeah, that, that's the typical message we get from those movies. So for one, you'd kind of want something a little bit more from a movie made in 20. 20 or 2021 um then that message you'd want something a little different maybe you know than that but then on top of it um they spend precisely five minutes on that aspect of it of the whole sort of like redemptive arc of uh of apparently his name is cherry i didn't i didn't really realize that um <laughs> um but they they spend five minutes on that on him realizing this shit's fucked up i gotta do better yada yada um and then the movie's over and you're like well what was why did he drift into that you know obviously you know you could talk about him you know seeing the shit that he saw uh uh in war but yeah. on top of that like he seemed like he was already fucked up pre-war you know um and they never really fully explain anything about that of like why of like okay like what happened to him like why is he a little strange he was a little off to begin with he had a little bit of an anger issue to start the movie um and they never really like explore any of that and it just felt like it was always just kind of just drifting you know and these like there were like a few scenes in the movie i can remember being like okay um 
this has nothing to do with anything and it doesn't it's not material to the movie why why are we here you know um and why are we spending this much time in this specific you know section um i don't know it was just it was it was strange when it when it uh to, to watch from that point of view uh but yeah what was your take so this movie to me uh it felt like a lap dance so right. you know in the begin <laughs> in the beginning like you're like yeah, sure. You know, you're you're at the gentleman's club. Cherry comes up to you. She's like, "Hey, you want to you want to go for a dance?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck it, why not?" And then you go, and then you know, lap dance starts, and you're like, "Okay, this is interesting." And then, then like you hit a spot, and it where it's like, "This is it's kind of boring, actually." <laughs> and this 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 uh, this cherry person can't dance for shit. And then when it's over, you're just like, "Yeah." Right. I'm going to go back to the bar. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then Cherry's like, do you want another one? And really? you're like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. So, so and, and this is what I mean, right? When the film first starts, right? It's, uh, you know, as you said, the cinematography for this, for this film was great. This film looks lovely. Um, you know what it reminded me of? Like, just like how it was shot in the cinematography. It really reminded me of, was it Place Beyond the Pines? Mm, that's, the, a, that's actually a really good comparison. It actually really did remind me of uh, the Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah, that, that's really yeah. good. Uh, so that, and that was with, um, uh, it had Ava, Ava Mendez. It also had uh, not Ryan Gosling, Gosling, I believe. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, uh, damn, what's the dude who's Rocket on the uh, Mar- uh, in the Marvel films? Uh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So again, the cinematography is I felt very similar to that to that film. Um, uh, you know, really wide, beautiful angles. It showed a lot of the scenery. Um, you know, a lot of like aerial shots, slow pans. You know, just like just like really like nice nuanced things that they did with the camera. It's like make the environment that the characters were in as much as part of the film as like the characters themselves. And it just looked really good. I remember telling, um, you know, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, you know, you can watch this movie on mute. It just looks so good. And she kept comp- um, commenting on the, like the aesthetic of the film. So, you know, again, Cherry comes on first few minutes. She's like, wow, this film looks great. But then I, it's like, I remember at a point about 15 or 20 minutes in, I'm like, all right, let's get to the, let's get to the shit, you know, let's, let's, let's show me something. Right. And nothing happens. It's just like more like dancing around and toying around like random shit that didn't even really like matter or add like real substance or value to the story itself. Right. Um, so you're like, okay. And then you just keep waiting and you keep waiting and then T-Pain comes on and you keep waiting and T-Pain didn't come on, but uh, you know, I got to follow the story here. Uh, so there's a lot of waiting and i mean things are happening to the characters in the film like their relationship is evolving and changing and growing he goes off to war he comes back he's changed um they dabble in drugs some other characters are introduced i remember the guy who had the the, the, the black car or whatever like you know yeah, wh- dude, who like, was what he the, hold on, what the fuck was that about like i i never really like is that supposed to like represent like his demon or something because it was just like a ble- uh, a dude with a fucking big ass face tag i thought i thought it was like mike tyson at first um, yeah he just had like a face neck tattoo he drove a black car and he wore black and he was just like scary like, like why did he represent just... his demons maybe i don't know i don't like what i, I like that again like there there was like there was like 
And this movie is and and and, e- and, and even if it was supposed to represent his demons, uh, I feel like they should have not necessarily said it outright, but give us more of why this person is representative of his demons, right? Give us give us just a little bit more. Spe- spell it out just a teeny bit more to make it clear, and don't leave me questioning it at the end of the movie. Um, so and, and and so at the end of the film, right, we get to a point in which he comes to this realization that he no longer wants to be a part of this life. He doesn't want to be a bank robber. He's addicted to drugs. He needs help. Um, and it's in the scene where he's in the bank and he's confronted by the young woman. And he's like, you know, I don't want to hurt you. I, I don't want to scare you. I'm sorry. I'm going to go take the money. We'll go give it to this guy. And I'm essentially going to turn myself in, have one last hit. Right. Um, and then he gets out and he's clean. And like, that's the film. And it's like, what? That's like the most, that's like the quickest uh, ending ever, right? It's like it's like when you come too soon and you're just like, uh, you know. Yo, yo but, the, but what's crazy, I'm sorry. the crazy part about it is it's a fucking two hour, 20 minute movie. That's what's insane about it. You yeah. had so much time <laughs> to do this and you didn't do it. Like, and look, um, I was going to say this to like the very end, but I think it, it, it's really warranted now. Look, I, I hate it. Uh, how I Met Your Mother, right? Uh, a lot of people hate it. I fucking love it from beginning to end. I, I thought it was a, a great show, even the end, which everybody complains about. One of the episodes in the show, uh, they they have this thing, right, where it's like uh, they start uh, saying what each other does that annoys the shit out of everybody like oh you bite your nails or you you know you always correct people's spelling or you you chew loudly or some shit like that right uh and then everybody's like oh you know that person really does do that all the time and then for like the rest of the episode like you, you just like notice it every time somebody does the thing so when you talk, start talking about white privilege in movies <laughs> You start noticing <laughs> it all the time. So people who watch this movie, uh, who, who, who watch our podcast, they might be like, God, you guys talk about white privilege all the time. But dude, holy it's shit. It's a real thing. It's like the weather. Fucking movies. You're just like, wait a minute. It's everywhere. Holy shit. Dude, this dude runs around robbing the same fucking town, like different banks in the same town without a fucking mask. I don't know if he's a COVID denier or not, but he was fucking uh, not wearing a mask the entire time. And the police simply could not fucking find him. Didn't That's look too hard. Utter insanity. Like, yeah, he literally, he like made fun of it. Like, yeah, I just, I just don't want, you know, what use the word. And he would always, well, he would always look directly at the camera too. Like, you he know, thanks. He did everything but write down his fucking address and like, Wait, where were they? Right I think it was like they were, they were like Cleveland or something like that, or they were in Ohio. You know, they were like, thanks Ohio PD for like not looking too hard. Yo, you know what it reminded me of? Because I'm just having a bad day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know what it reminded me of, dude? It reminded me of uh, you know, in uh, the Dark Knight, where uh, you know. They're they're like, oh, shouldn't you guys be looking for the Batman? But like they've just got like fucking, you know, who's the Batman? And they've got like random fucking pictures on there. And it's just like somebody throwing like shit into like a trash can. It's like we're not looking for that. Nigga. Like that's what yeah. it reminded me of. Just like I right, nobody's looking for this dude because you could he could not be any more catchable. Like you could not have somebody who's, you know, as catchable as uh, as this dude. Uh, he was even locked in to a place. Uh, at one point where he was like locked in and he was just like, dude, let me out. And they're like, all right, fine. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. He just leaves and it's nobody finds him. And then to the, to the point, and if you don't believe me about this, he, they were so, his white privilege is so 
much that he literally had to get himself caught, right? Like it wasn't like they found him. It wasn't, he literally, and then, and then not only that, but he had time to leave the fucking place he was at, drop off the money. Uh, he'd leave the bank after he asked them to ring the fucking alarms, uh, ring, uh, uh, go drop off the money. After that, take a couple shots in the street. He just shoots in the air. I was like, guys, in case it wasn't obvious before, I'm the guy with the gun. Yeah, I'm the gunman, the guy with the gun. <laughs> so he you shoots know, it twice. Fucking the other white people's probably, look, look, the other white people in the town probably saw him and were like, well, we are an open <laughs> carry state, so I guess it's okay. There's a bank robbery going on over there, but it's I not mean, him. Who can say really? Who can say if he's yeah. really the gunman or not? I think I saw a black We're guy. All We're all carrying. It's fine. <laughs> it's probably Jamal. He just ran out of the <laughs> Jamal over there in the coffee shop reading a book. He he looks a little suspicious. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, he does that, and then he shoots up before they arrive. And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And where is this possible that this could happen? Are they wherever the fuck they are at? The whatever the police department is there is just like yo, you guys need to be shut down immediately. Even though I yeah. know this is a piece of fiction, I assume it's a piece of fiction. I know it was a book. I don't know if the books was based on uh, the book was based on anything like yeah. In life. And, and and you're also missing one big part. This is yeah. after they like dumped that that dude's body. Yo, I, they just straight so up they, fucking just dumped the body, took all this shit off of him, and like that took was his that. shoes, took his watch, dumped his body, broad, broad daylight. That was that. They were like, people were probably, people probably saw that happen. They're like, um, they're just having fun. Uh, young, young children having a blast. In the bookstore over there reading the book. Uh, he's, he, I, I know he was the one from the fucking all those banks. He might also be. He, I thought I saw him in the passenger seat. I know you didn't, lady. No, you didn't, Karen. Um, but it's like, you know, uh, you know, uh, this movie is really just all about these, these, this kid who's a little bit troubled goes off to the army, comes back. He's even more troubled. Him and his girlfriend dabble in drugs. Um, you know their life kind of spirals out. Drugs, dude. Yeah, that's, they were doing a lot of. Drugs. They were they were all in on the drugs, yeah, on yeah. all the drugs. Um, <laughs> now, what, what I wonder is like, you know, this movie spans a pretty good period of time as they go through their like their downfall, right? Um, how the fuck do they? pay the mortgage on that Bruh, really nice yeah, house they lived in white privilege dude what the fuck, the fuck? My what was their mortgage monthly because they're spending <laughs> all of their their money on like heroin or whatever they were doing how the fuck could they afford to keep the electricity on the not water once, running not once was it ever brought up how they were able to not only feel their drug habit which was an astounding yeah, like, amount of at, at, at one point at one point they mentioned that they like were out of money and he got his last um check from the military for like his like disability or whatever yeah, dude, um the fucking, and then like two the ga cutting that check for my dude Jesus yo, the government dishes out <laughs> bread if you fucking get a a, a hangnail in the military they will honorably no, discharge no, actually, you actually all, all things said, a month. i i know we're joking but i i don't think they pay those in shit uh they 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 don't they don't they don't get jack shit uh, i know a few people who are doing well after having been in the military who had like minor injuries but you know they're milking the shit good for them I, um I the military know, wastes our money yeah, anyway if you're, if you're out there fucking if you're if you're look Let's put it this way. If you're the dude fucking out there fighting on the front lines and shit, or even just like you're, if you're one of the dudes that are working, um, dude, whatever, cut you a check, whatever it is, like it's, it's, it's all good. You know what? I, even if it is hangnail, whatever, right? Because you, you're in some <laughs> way, shape or form 
you're the person out there with your fucking neck on the line. I don't care if you're in the fucking soup kitchen pouring soup for everybody. I don't give a shit. You're out there doing some work. But if you're a fucking, you know, one of these fucking um, contractors that just fucking come in, fucking uh, just like murder an entire town and then you dip out and then they give you the bag. It's like, come on, what the fuck are we doing, dude? Yeah, like, those, those mercenaries. Fucking, yeah, that's where the money's going. It's not going to to, to the actual sh- soldiers and shit, you know? Um, it's definitely not going to where it needs to go. Yeah. Um, but but we can go down that path for a while. So anyway, at the end of this movie, um, he like goes to jail. He gets out in like two years apparently because like it didn't look like they'd aged much no he didn't he no but it's hard to like i know they try to age him towards the end there um uh, they just gave him a mustache let's be real (laughs) they just gave him a mustache frown lines they're like that's it um and they made her look like she'd been doing drugs for a few years which she had been made her look like she was 12 uh to start they gave her the whole thing like you know, oh my god! I don't know what the fuck she was wearing around her neck, but they're like, let's just make you look like you're 12 years old. How about that? The the, the entire movie, and, and I know like this is like we're we're, we're you know, pretty much like ragging on her and the way she like actually just looks as a person, but like the entire movie, I was kind of like, yo, what the how old is she? Yeah, In real life, I, I she's like 23. Very, I felt very uncomfortable watching yeah. the it, movie from that perspective. I was like, I don't know yeah. how old she is. I should probably stop watching this movie. It seems like yeah, child th- there was. There was one scene where she got naked and I'm just ready for Chris Hansen to walk in like, guys, why don't you just pause the film for me and have a seat? I I had the transcripts here. Like, what transcripts, Chris? This is Apple TV Plus. (laughs) That's how uncomfortable I felt watching certain parts of this movie where she was like topless. I'm like. This ain't right. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was a little uncomfortable to watch from from that standpoint. Um, Anyway, I'm sorry. I was gonna get my 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 final thoughts here are like this movie. um, It felt like there was so much coming. It felt like there was so it had so much potential. There was a a chance for a really good story to to happen here, but ultimately at the. ultimately the film for the most part was flat there was a little peak at the end but that happened and ended very quickly in my opinion too quickly and then the movie's just over and like you're kind of left with this like sense of uh you know yeah that's that's, the whole uh, feeling i don't get it i was left with this is like what's the point man like if you take us through all that and you don't actually spend time with like okay why does he recover why does he choose to recover like you could Mm -hmm. argue that it's because of her that he decides to get his act together but um but it felt like they it felt like that was a very like when he was like stabbing himself with the with the uh with the uh needle and shit um mm-hmm. you know after she had OD'd um you could argue that that was like okay like his, his like wake up call but it really wasn't because then you know she you know came back from rehab and did some more drugs and he was like uh, fine you know um uh, and then even his even her parents like begged him like dude like you know you're gonna you're gonna end up killing her like just leave and you know, they, they still stay together. So, like, was that love or maybe it was, like, just toxic love? Dude, I don't, I, I don't know. know. I, all I know, man, is, is that, you know, um, look, PTSD, all that shit's, like, real, man. Um, and, and it's real like a motherfucker, man. And, and for those who don't believe that that, like, is real and, like, this kind of thing can happen to people, especially if they do go off to fucking, you know, be enlisted in shit, then you're fucking crazy. You're crazy. You're the person who's crazy. Uh, um, uh, but, uh, but as I was watching this movie, for one, the one thing I could take from it is like, yo, absolutely. Like, you know, 
uh, go fucking seek help. You know, if, if, if you're going through shit like that and if I'm going to take out anything from the movie, that's that. But then also too, man, um, is sympathy for people, even if they don't go off to war, right? Uh, if somebody's addicted to drugs, if somebody's going through some shit like that, like, you know, I feel like we have like a culture here in America, which is just like, you know, throw that person by the fucking wayside, you know, until it's like our family member or until it's like directly connected to us. That's when we're like, Oh my God, it's a thing. This is an opioid epidemic, you know? Um, but like, but I, I couldn't help but shake the, like the, the idea of just like, okay, somebody goes off the war, they see a whole bunch of crazy ass shit and they don't know how to process that. And that's their life. Right. Uh, and they have to like deal with that. Right. Um, the thing that I can't shake though, is, is that that's what happens you know, uh, for, for everybody who fucking likes to talk about Detroit, right. For everybody who likes to talk about Chicago, right. In terms of, Oh my God, you know, uh, it's just black people killing black people, you know, and you know, they want to change gun laws, but you know, the, the biggest place is uh, Chicago for, for, for everybody saying that shit, what they fucking don't talk about is how people growing up in, uh, in certain, certain areas, certain places that have histories of, uh, uh, for, for, you know, and we could talk about the origins of why that, you know, violence might happen, whatever, right. We, we can talk about that, but for, for the places that, that, that have these type of things, what people don't fucking talk about is the fucking trauma that then causes you. Right. Um, and, and how you process life and how you see life and they don't have that same sympathy, the same sympathy that you could have for Tom Holland, you know, in the movie cherry, when he comes back from war and is all fucked up, they don't have that same sympathy for those people, right, that watch their best friends get killed, that that watch their 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 uh, some of their family members addicted to drugs, um, they don't that that, that sympathy is not there, and they're just like, well, they they could have just you know decided to be better, and it's like, bitch, you decide to be better, you know, like what excuse do you have, you know, or or your family members have who you know, uh, grow up in these great places. Like, you know, I, I have friends, you know, I grew up in Columbia, Maryland, I got friends who, you know, became addicted to drugs and, and did all sorts of crazy shit. Um, uh, you know, and so I could turn around and be like, you know, what's their excuse? You know, they, they had a cookie cutter life, to, you know, to, to, to everybody on the outside watching in. Maybe it wasn't like that underneath, but yeah. I mean, the, the long story short is you can have sympathy. Um, and you could try to connect with that of just like, yo, it's people going through real shit and it's not just as easy as, like, oh, you know, just decide to be better. Or it's like, yo, bro, like if you've seen like everybody you love fucking die or, or, you know, or if you just been in this environment of chaos um, th through factors that aren't of your own making, it's just like, why don't people have sympathy for that? That's something. That yeah. You know why? Cause like, you know, in America, sympathy is, you know, it's optional, right? Um, if, if you own stock in a, some pharmaceutical company that makes, you know, uh, Adderall or, uh, oxycodone, uh, cotton, or is it, yeah, yeah oxycodone, codeine, or whatever these drugs are. I don't, I don't know what these fucking drug names are. It's so they, they get, Drug names are crazy, by the yeah, way. We, we got to get like, a TikToker in here or something like that. To yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever these drugs are, if, if I own stocks in them and it's like, oh, I'm going to make money, but if this pharmaceutical company does well, so, you know, my sympathy goes out the window because those people shouldn't abuse these drugs, right? So it's like drug, you know, uh, sympathy in America is very optional. Um, you know, healthcare, it's like, oh, well, no, you know, people shouldn't have free healthcare. Uh, I have to you know, I have a job and I go to work every day and my job provides me with minds and those people should just get jobs. And it's like, no, it, it shouldn't be like that. But again, it's it's kind of an optional thing here. We just need to make it something where it's like, 
you know, it's your it's your uh, responsibility to be sympathetic towards others, not an option. Yeah, but, but that's, that's a long yeah, another conversation. Thing. I think you know, <laughs> with, with us and our freedoms here in America, um, you know, it's it's a double edged sword, man. It's like you let people, you know, leave them up to their own devices. Um, and I don't know, I feel like you kind of get this result, right? Uh, uh, and obviously America, I don't know, man, I, America's just a fucking weird ass place, dude. <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's, it's both, a, a, it's both a great place, but also it's the worst place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it seems it, to fit both of those descriptors, uh, very well. Uh, it's a place know. where, uh, you know, you're taught to be tolerant of even things that are intolerable. Yeah, like, which, is a, which, yeah. which it's it's like that doesn't I mean it makes perfect sense right to tolerate like people who you know like fucking QAnon right those people we have to tolerate them but like their nonsense that they spew is kind of intolerable yeah but anyway people start fucking walking into parlors and shooting them up and then yeah they, and I look I don't know if that guy I don't know if that guy was a fucking QAnon you know follower or not or what the fuck was going on there but all I fucking know man is, is that long story short man half sympathy for people is I think look if I can take out anything from this 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 movie Cherry it's to just have sympathy for people you know who, who go who face trauma um, and realize that trauma doesn't fucking begin and end that if you go to war, that obviously does cause trauma. But there's other f- walks of life, other other situations in life that certainly can fucking cause trauma. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that's if, I, if I'm going to extract anything out of this movie, I think that's what I, I choose to extract out of it. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah. man, uh, we, 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 uh, we, we persist. Uh, let, let's uh, change gears here. Uh, we got this trailer, man, that we want to check out real quick. Uh, it's called uh, The Unholy uh, for uh, which, you know, uh, if I can fucking find my link here. Um, yeah. So uh, so you got it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it's called The Unholy, uh, which is directed by uh, Evan. I'm not even going to attempt his last name. Uh, sorry, Evan. But uh, yeah, you have very. Uh, very you have a last name that uh will i'm sure get clipped out for somebody having a seizure because that's how i'll look trying to pronounce your last name um uh and also written by him as well it stars uh jeffrey dean morgan um carrie elms uh katie uh asselton uh and william sadler among others uh this is a, a hearing impaired girl is visited uh by the virgin mary and suddenly can hear speak and heal the sick uh as people flock uh to witness her miracles terrifying events unfold uh, are they the work of the virgin mary uh or something more sinister uh and so uh yeah oh whoops let me change my lower third here so I think this, uh, so this writer and director, I believe it's Evan Spiliotopoulos. Okay. Uh, well, you had time to practice that in your mind. So that's, that is no, like, no, off the top. Uh, that was I didn't read time. it eight times. Did, no, you, I didn't. <laughs> you read it about 34 times. Uh, no, nope. I didn't uh, sound it out or anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's check this shit, uh, out. And, uh, this is the unholy. Listen, I have a story for you. Something the examiner will love. A healing, possibly divine. A girl performing miracles after a visitation from the Virgin Mary. 
Chicago, New York, D.C., every demographic on this planet is eating this up. Give me the exclusive. All right, I think I got this all set up. What do you say we do a couple real easy questions? How many are going to watch? Mary wants to reach as many people as possible. Maybe millions. There are people out there that don't believe in your miracles. How would you respond to those folks? Seeing is believing. And why do you think Mary chose you? I opened myself up and welcomed her in. Witnesses of the Virgin Mary draw millions of faithful each year. The Vatican's been tasked to investigate this visitation from the Blessed Virgin. I have read several libraries worth on the supernatural. Investigated half a dozen miracles. Prove them all false. She's here. You think there could be other forces at play here? When God builds a church, the devil builds a chapel next door. Don't doubt her. Doubt weakens faith. Hail Mary, full of grace. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. This is not the work of the Virgin Mary. It's the work of the unholy. Faith in evil empowers evil. Believe in her. Offer your souls to Mary. love the uh like the soundtrack and like the the you know all the sound effects they use throughout that trailer mm. like i think kanye produced that that shit was fire <laughs> well you know he's doing sunday service so uh so he clearly he just used the tracks that he didn't use you know during the sunday service he was like you guys can yeah. yeah yeah, yeah. You know, he had it on a flash drive you got to sell it to somebody <laughs> so we got that 6.6 6 billion <laughs> you hear that no whatever his net, his net worth is now like 6.6 6 billion making him uh you know, if the numbers are correct, six point six wealthy impossible. I refuse. Yeah, to look, look it up. Six point six billion dollars for what? Look it up. Adidas uh, is selling that much fucking product for him to get six point so, six billion. So the Yeezy, the Yeezy line is are is net is a uh, reported to be worth roughly three point four billion uh, in total value, and like his Who the fuck deal is with buying this many Yeezys, and how much do they sell them for? Are they eight thousand dollars a pop? So over the weekend, um, a new pair of Yeezys, I believe it was like the new like uh, Yeezy 500s. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there. Let's finish this conversation about the Unholy first so we don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually put this video out and we can talk about the Yeezys on the back end. Listen, I do you know, know what's unholy? Them. How fast those shoes sold out this weekend. <laughs> I couldn't even, in less than one minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, thoughts from the trailer, man. Um, they had some very cliched horror uh horror tropes in there that were kind of tired uh, i think the the bleeding statue eyes i feel like yeah. that's a little we can retire that at least for or, or or you know 
uh, put it on the bench for a while, you know, uh, until we're, you know, we're like, oh my God, I haven't seen that in like 10 years. Uh, but no, in like literally like every horror movie, you've got the bleeding statue eyes. Um, you've got the eyes turning black, uh, the, the, the jump scare where the thing comes at you. The hand on the outside of the window, it, you know what I mean? It's you know, like generally, I I don't like you know horror movies, and honestly, I kind of like them as a kid more than I do as an adult. But definitely. I think we're starting to enter a space where I'm now I'm boomeranging, where it's just like, yeah, this ain't scary. And usually, it's like these like fucking like fucking like religious like th- those are the movies that really scared me. Like, yo, dude, the Exorcist when I was a kid was just like, no, no, just. Yeah, I wouldn't watch that shit now. Now I can now now I say no for a different reason. I'm like, you know, I'd rather watch something like that. It's got like yeah, a really you know, good story. Yeah. And so you, you see a movie like this, you're like, man, I, I hopefully they can give me some. It's got Jeffrey Dean Morgan in it, so it's like, damn, it's got my dude in it. You know, I'm, uh, yeah. you know, how am I going to hate it? You know, but honestly, it looks kind of tired a little bit. Uh, it looks like you know what? It looks like a fun. If, if you want to cuddle up a little bit, you know, it's, it's starting getting what springtime we're, we're getting towards here, you know, so there's a little crisp in the air a little bit, you know, snuggle under the blankets, you know, turn this movie on, pop some popcorn. Uh, you probably won't be scared that much, but it'll be, you know, uh, a fun time nonetheless, I suppose. Yeah, but, you, yeah, you're definitely right. You know, all of the horror movie cliches are in this, even the opening scene where it's like, you know, you hear that single piano tone, like the ding. And then like that, like sets the tone for how scary the trailer is going to be. Um, the, the, to me, I, I didn't really see anything particularly scary about this. I mean, I do think the, the, the angle is really interesting. Like this girl who can magically cure everybody and she's curing people. But like, is there something really sinister behind like what's really going on? Look, I, I've seen this I think it's interesting, but like, am I going to go out of my way to watch this? No, no, I've, I'm I've good. I've seen this in two episodes uh, or two separate episodes from two separate shows. I've seen this in House. Right. This was an this is an episode of House, right, where it's like you got the kid who can like heal people and shit. Uh, and they're trying to figure out exactly what the fuck's going on. I forget exactly. You know, why I love the show House. Uh, not to jump on a completely random topic is because I always forget how they solve this shit. So it always makes it rewatchable. Right. All I have to do is just <laughs> not watch it for like a good year or so. And then I'm like, I forget completely how they solve this situation. Um uh, but then also supernatural. They had a they they had a supernatural episode like this. So it's like yeah. they're not. Look, shows have done it uh, and done it well uh, by my estimation. So I'm sure this will turn out to be you know maybe I don't know she fucking uh, maybe she's got coke or some shit and she just gives them an adrenaline boost for a while. <laughs> you know, does coke give you an adrenaline boost? I don't know. I don't know anything about drugs. Um, Something like that. <laughs> uh, or I guess speed. Well, yeah, coke does right because uh, it's it's like basically like speed, right? Um, uh, I'm sure those who actually like use it out there, they're like, you have no yeah. fucking idea what you're talking about. Stay out of our kitchen. Right? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, anyways, whatever. That was the uh, that was the unholy for 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 all that was worth. Uh, moving on, dude. Uh, so I do want to talk about this super quick, dude. Um, I want to talk about this, even though I kind of passed by it. Uh, we were supposed to talk about it. I want to talk about the last blockbuster. Just came out Netflix, right? Documentary. I guess it's a documentary. Um, uh, about the last surviving blockbuster movie rental place, right? 
Now, for those who are like, what is Blockbuster? Well, you're too young, probably shouldn't be watching this content anyways. <laughs> if you're, <laughs> yeah. if you're asking and, that. Yeah, it's 829. You're going to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I assume after you're done watching uh, Blue's Clues or whatever the fuck it is kids are watching these days, uh, you probably shouldn't be watching uh, the Fate Podcast. But uh, if you're asking yourself what the fuck Blockbuster is, obviously it's a movie rental chain that was very popular in the 90s. Uh, slash uh, 2000s that uh, promptly got replaced by Netflix uh, and literally any other streaming service because it was a far superior <laughs> uh, system than uh, than having to get up and, and fucking go pay uh, late rental fees uh, because you forgot <laughs> to return, you know, your 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 12 uh, uh, 12 videos uh, that, that you rented. Also, there's no such thing as a VCR anymore. Uh, also, nobody gives a shit about a DVD player. Yeah, yeah, whatever interesting right um what was interesting to to me about this 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 uh documentary if you want to call it that uh was how stupid all really kind of is right a bunch of people nostalgic about blockbuster i'm not saying that i didn't enjoy going to blockbuster to rent movies i did it was a fun thing you know maybe if it was you with your friends or you with the family going out i do remember that going in smelling the smell of like popcorn and fucking you know uh you know uh fucking unwashed blockbuster uh you know uh polo tees um uh, I do remember that, you know, and, and it does bring back a, a bit of nostalgia, but what it kept ringing to me, like, was like, if I were to go back and be like, yeah, do you remember house phones? Do you remember, yeah. you know, how great it was to get a, a, a call on your house phone and you have to be tethered to it just was all like, yeah, but we have something way better now. Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, like I can have the nostalgia for it, but it just, I, I don't know. And maybe it's the way that they shot it or, or the, the, the topics that they, they chose to sort of uh talk about it just felt all just like all right like and and look i i I think that we can make it there there can be a world where there's something akin to a blockbuster that exists it's just you would have to go there for some things other than just movie rentals right you couldn't just go there for movie rentals because it's just that feels incredibly inefficient like like as great it is as it is to go and if you somehow still have like a dvd player or blu-ray player to like go and like to touch the physical thing i know that there's some people who are like really into that but that just i don't have time for that like just i if the shit's on my tv right now that's what i'm going to do like even having to go to theaters right going back to theaters they're starting to reopen theaters even that's like i don't know fam i don't know for (laughs) do we need to do this i don't know yeah is there anything in theaters right now that's even worth the risk if you haven't been vaccinated yet you know i I don't know until dune comes out uh i really find no reason to enter a movie theater uh there's nothing out there i'm not look if look if if the theater had been open and they were like yo we've got wonder woman 1984 i would have been highly disappointed to risk my life for that that would have been that would have oh my god wow the the anger i would have felt (laughs) jesus i would have uh, i would have started some type of online protest or i I would have fucking burned the place down yeah (laughs) i would have something bad would have happened you know people are writing for like you know black lives matter you know uh people getting shot Uh, i'm here for destruction destruction that might have been the one thing that like pushed me (laughs) over the edge if i went to see wonder woman 1984 in theaters i might have lost my shit 
So, uh, but so here's what I hope uh, we get from the blockbuster. Cause like while we were here, I, I, I did look it up. Um, and uh, funny story. I've actually uh, been to this blockbuster yeah, in Ben, you, Oregon. You frequent uh, or, uh, Oregon, right? Uh, you've been there. Uh, a number uh, of it's been, it's been like uh, some time, like, you know, two years or so since I've been to, to, to Oregon, mostly Portland, Oregon, but like Ben, Oregon is like 25 minutes away. Uh, and I've been to Ben, Oregon and I've actually been to and uh, seen this blockbuster. Um, so like, for the people who don't know Blockbuster's story, right? I got a, I got a quick excerpt from an article here for you. So um, uh, at its peak in the late 90s, Blockbuster owned over 9,000 store, store rental locations across the United States, right? And it employed over 84,000 people worldwide and had 65 million registered customers. Think about that. 9,000 stores, 84,000 employees, 65 million registered customers. It was once valued at, again, this is late 90s, this is once valued at $3 billion. And I think, if I'm correct, at one point, the CEO of Blockbuster um, was offered an opportunity to, like, sell the companies. Well, yeah, they, well, uh, or are you about to jump into the Netflix thing? Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, um, well, I think there there maybe even was an offer, uh, an opportunity where they could have bought out Netflix in the, in the early days, right? So, so several things happened. But go ahead, go ahead. Well, so so you know, they they turned out. I think they they did from from this. Although I guess maybe they, they kind of play coy with it, at least in my interpretation of how they present it. But they did have an opportunity. But the problem was, um, they uh, I don't think that they could have necessarily, um, uh, you know, at, at the time, um, or or maybe I'm getting my facts wrong here. Uh, I think that they. Like the reason why Blockbuster didn't purchase Netflix was because they were in an incredibly better position than Netflix was, right? But they once they saw Netflix was like doing all this shit, they were like, "Oh shit, we need to hop on our fuck late fees, fuck all that shit, um, and we can just do a lot of the shit in house. We can send people DVDs and shit like that in, in, in the mail or, or tapes in the mail." Um, but the problem was is that the uh, financial crisis hit in uh, 2007, 2008, where, uh, uh, and just think about it yourself, like it's just logic, right? You have this place that's like a brick and mortars, right? You have all these actual uh, locations uh, for blockbusters, which that's an incredibly, that puts so much strain when you, when you hit a financial disaster and you have all this overhead for physical locations, Netflix didn't have all that shit. It's just, hey, let's just send DVDs out to people and shit, you know, because, you know, for those who can't remember, that's what Netflix was for the longest time, which is, yeah. I remember they only have, they only have like shit movies uh, that were streaming. And, you know, if you had the internet that could support that at that time, you know, um, uh, but really everything that you wanted to watch, you had to order through, through, uh, through, through mail. Um, And so really it, they were doing kind of the same strategy, but one was in an, a way better position to do that. The other wasn't um, where Netflix could take on all this debt and do all this shit uh, because they just were in a better, they didn't have all the, the, the saddlebag that was the actual physical locations and the infrastructure that uh, Blockbuster had already built up. So yeah, anyways. Uh, I don't know. So like, a couple years ago, I read this book about like the stages of failure. Right. And like, uh, like I think it's called like why 
companies collapse or something like that, right? And it talks, and that's what I hope this documentary was about. So this is how we're tying it back to the documentary. I hope that on the surface, this looks like just a documentary about the uh, the affinity of this blockbuster and how people love it and how people are trying to like protect it and preserve it and blah, blah, blah. But I hope like beneath that, there's a look at the actual business itself and how Blockbuster went from being a $3 billion company, um, which in one year in this article that I was reading talked about how like they had charged $800 million in late fees alone. Like if you've ever rented a movie from Blockbuster, you know how damning those late fees uh, were. Um, So, but what the Blockbuster story is about, it's like, uh, it's about like resistance to change, right? At one point when they could have bought out Netflix or they could have made an offer to buy Netflix, they thought that their business model was superior and that technology and times were going to change. They were going to continue to dominate, right? Um, and then when they realized that Netflix was growing, it was a real thing and they're doing really well, even then they resisted adopting the business model. I think in the early stages, if if a Blockbuster started doing what Netflix did, it was like mailing out DVDs or mailing out Blu-ray or whatever, or, or, and, and like maybe like uh, leaning towards like a streaming service, I think they could have still been in existence today and maybe even beat out Netflix or acquired Netflix, right? But, and even after Netflix started to grow, right? And it became like a real thing. They still resisted change. Uh, Redbox, before I was really, really about streaming services, before I really was like all about Netflix, I used to go to Redbox all the time to like, you know, get those DVDs. It was like a year ago. You were like, yeah, I got to go return this shit to like Redbox. Or you're like, I just got this shit from Redbox. I was like, what? Yeah, I think I. I think I got my. Li- I don't know. I think this was maybe like the beginning of 2020s when I got my like January. Like I, I remember buying, uh, getting a Netflix DVD, and I was like, yeah, this is probably the last time I do this. Um, but so even because uh, like there was Redbox, and Redbox was like really successful at one point, and then after like Redbox was doing really well for several years, Blockbuster tried to come out with the Blockbuster box, and it's like dude, you're, you're late to the thing. Like you're, you're late. It's going to, and I think their price was more than Redbox. So it's like, you're late and you're charging more. Like, why would I do this? Um, and then here we are today where they have one last surviving store in Bend, Oregon. Um, I think it's like next to a Jack Shack, uh, which in Bend, Oregon, in Oregon, Jack Shacks are legal. Like you, like, it's like, uh, you can, it's like a, you can go and, and jerk off to shit. Like, like you, you okay I it's called a jack that. shack <laughs> yeah been like painfully obvious I, here I, yeah. I was thinking it's like this is like a jack in a box uh is this no like it's, a, it's a real thing what is this? you you go and there's a woman there and she like entertains you and you could jerk off you can't touch her you can but you can jerk off and then oh, and then go about your day like after like the first like year that place existed who would want to go in there that's gross i mean uh, let's be real be stepping in some other dudes come that's Let's be real. You, you know, there are some people that are going to go. You go to the Jack Shack, then you go to Shake Shack, and then uh, then you go to then you go to all, Blockbuster. All sorts of shacks. Yeah. <laughs> you go to Shack's house. Yeah. <laughs> living Oregon? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, so one of the main things I wanted to uh, talk about super quick because I, I actually probably have to run here in a couple of minutes. But, uh, dude, what was the last thing you rented from Blockbuster? What was the the last thing I could actually remember watching was or renting from Blockbuster? I think it was like the Godzilla movie. I think it was Godzilla, the one with um, uh, who's the who's the who's the fucking guy? Uh, Ferris Bueller. 
uh fuck uh andy uh something roderick uh not andy roderick that's the tennis player uh matthew broderick matthew broderick but that was in 1998 so no, yeah. no there had Wait, to have been ones later than that did you, were you like i'm feeding for fucking maybe maybe <laughs> or or was it like the matrix uh, the matrix 2 uh, uh part 2 or something like that i know it was like a one of those like sci-fi like futuristic movies or like uh maybe it was like godzilla or like king kong or something like that um but it definitely wasn't like we never got stupid shit like save the last dance we would never rent that just wait till it comes out on how dare you first (laughs) that was the first movie that came to mind that i could attack Uh, it was a good it was a good movie it it was a good movie it was a good movie it still slaps today uh uh, uh, wildly uh I, i think dated um in just every way but nah that shit still slaps man uh i still love uh save the last dance yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. One of the first times that I went to the theater, like uh, it wasn't by who? Uh, it was me and my little sister. Uh, me and my little sister went to go see uh, Save the Last Dance. Yeah, what was um, the dumbest movie you've seen in theaters? The dumbest movie? I've, well, there, there, there are a lot of them. Um, I would the dumbest movie I've seen in theaters. The dumbest. Uh, you might have to come back to me. Do you, do you have one queued up? I got to think about that. First. Yes, yes, I do. So. Uh, this movie came out in 2005 called Bewitched. Remember with oh, yeah, uh, Nicole yeah, with, Kidman uh, and, and Will Ferrell? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So me and my boy Xavier went to go see this movie in theaters. I think we were supposed to meet these girls at the movie theater. No, um, and then like, and then the girls like didn't, they like, bailed on us or didn't show up or something like that. This was in high school. It's 2005, right? Yeah. Um, so I think we were supposed to meet these girls at the movie theater and they didn't come through. So we're like, yo, fuck it. Let's just go see a movie. And like Bewitched was the next movie showing. So we were like, fuck it, let's go. And then we just went, we saw this. So we were two like guys watching this hey, Will Ferrell, Nicole. K- yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. But it was just kind of like, and I remember looking, it was actually not a bad movie, but I, I remember looking back. I remember that's looking the worst, back that's at the worst movie you've seen in theaters was Bewitched in which you liked. <laughs> Now, liked is, 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 no, yeah, let's not, let's not go there. But like, I just remember, I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why are we watching it? Why did I pay to see this movie? This movie is going to be on USA, you know, because they, they, what is it? Is it USA that we've got the movies? They've got the movies, right? Or is that FX? Anyway, it's going to be on TV in like the next three months. Why the fuck are we here? I, but anyway, I just that that movie came to mind, and I, I just remember thinking that was stupid. Why did I go see that? Yeah, um, I think. And there's also Wonder Woman 1984. Well, you didn't, see uh, that but I didn't theater, see that in so. theaters. Yeah, <laughs> but even the thought of having gone to see it in theaters pisses me off. off. <laughs> Fair enough, um, dude. I, I, I'm genuinely trying to think of a movie that I walked out of the theaters like, what in the fuck was that? Uh, you know what? So here's here's what we're gonna do. If you can't think of one right now, because I know you got to go, let's open up our next show with this segment. Yeah, yeah let me let the, me yeah, yeah, get like the three or the five like worst movies that you went to see in theaters. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, but I can tell you what one of the last things that I rented from Blockbuster, I believe it was either Resident Evil or a mm-hmm. game similar to Resident Evil. I, I suspect it's a game similar to Resident Evil because it's like dark something, but I can't remember the fucking name. But I remember it was like a, it was kind of like a um, 
it was like a third person shooting game. Um, mm. and I remember fucking loving that game. And I remember, uh, you know, people like when they talk about blockbuster, they rarely bring up the fact that you can fucking rent games there. You know, I don't know why. Oh, yeah, know. yeah. I always forget that. that that's um, the number one thing we would do. But I always yeah. forget that we could do that. Yeah. Uh, and I fucking loved uh, I loved uh, renting games from there and, and then returning it. Uh, OK, look, I can't tell you that one of the worst movies I've seen in theaters right now, but I can tell you one of the worst games I ever fucking rented from Blockbuster. Uh, and I remember this and I can tell you like a whole story and maybe I'm going to take the couple of seconds or a couple of minutes it's, it's going to take to, to tell this. But uh, one of the worst games was WrestleMania. I think it was 18. It was like the, the video game um, that I rented from Blockbuster. And not only uh, was the game shit, but it was like a fucking journey because not only I had to, I just moved to this 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 new house uh, and I wasn't familiar with how to I remember where the blockbuster was, but I couldn't remember how to get there and then back to my house. So then as I was doing that, I got lost. Stupid kids. <laughs> I got lost on the way back and I ended up like walking for like what it seemed like forever. The fucking sun went down. Shit was getting a little shaky. And look, Say what you will about Colombia for for all the racist shit that might be there. <laughs> Look, I knocked on some random dude's door, uh, and it was it was exactly the type of dude that you'd probably be like, nah, you probably shouldn't. That'd be the last guy you'd want to, to like, you know, run into. But you know, he was there with his family, I guess. Uh, he, Can I help you, sir? It was just like old white dude, bald head, and it's just like, oh, fuck, here we go. Here's how it ends for old tunesters, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but to his fucking credit, man. He was like, yeah, where do you live? And I was like, oh, I live in so-and-so. He's like, yeah, I know, I know that. Is, I'll, I'll give you a ride. And he fucking gave me a ride. Super fucking Word? nice dude. Yeah. And then I got home and played the game. It was like, this was not worth everything I just went through for this. This was yeah. terrible. If, terrible. That w- if that one situation had gone wrong, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> I almost <laughs> died from that game. <laughs> you'd be oh, dead shit. or you'd be dealing with some, you know, some, some past trauma that... <laughs> may have changed who you Jesus became God, today I'd, I'd be doing a book and uh creating a movie like cherry uh yeah uh, you'd be robbing uh, banks and shooting up heroin <laughs> yeah uh ladies and gentlemen that's our fucking show for the night man uh we uh we of course are the faith podcast what a way to end the show that was, that was a good note um uh yeah uh as always man if you if you lo- uh, like this uh the show you know hit that like button hit that subscribe button hit that share button it matters that you do that um very much matters and uh yeah we will be back uh sometime someplace uh we'll uh we'll see you guys when we see you uh until then we will hit the very usual protocol fade out peace the fuck out ladies and gentlemen and fuck that game Wrestlemania it was a piece of shit it almost cost me my life fuck it forever go watch Bewitched <laughs>